Welcome to the LaSalle Software News Podcast with your host, Bob Bloom. A production of South LaSalle. Welcome to Episode 8 of LaSalle Software News, Seguing into Serverless. Today is Saturday, October 1st, 2022. My LaSalle Software News podcast is my brief monthly update on my open source projects. This is your podcast host, Bob Bloom. I enjoy doing this podcast. I've enjoyed doing it on and off for a number of years. It's been many, many months since my last LaSalle Software News podcast. Not only do I intend on continuing to do this podcast, but this should be finally, at last, the kickoff to publishing this podcast monthly. This podcast is just a passion project. I'm not worrying about building a listenership. I'm not worrying about sponsorships. Just a few minutes every month talking about doing my free and open source software. Now that I'm getting rolling with my PHP serverless project, I will talk about it along with my LaSalle software. Before I turn into LaSalle software, the problem that I was solving was streamlining things that I was doing for each new Laravel framework project. I figured that if I was doing the same steps over and over again, I might as well see if I could put these things I was doing in a repo, putting small repetitive things in a repo was a big help. I noticed that every time I had a new feature, I would build the database portion of that feature as a stovepipe. The database tables for that feature would not relate to the other tables I had in there already. It would be very helpful to start projects with a standard database that all features could build on without ready-to-go credit administration. At that time, when I went looking for what was out there, it was clear that a lot of PHP devs were using the Laravel frame who were using the Laravel framework went through the same thing. There were a lot of GitHub repos dealing with what I was looking to do. This is good, maybe I would not have to do my own thing. But in these repos they ran the gamut from simple projects done as learning exercises to intense projects with deep understanding of Laravel and with very impressive coding. A main thing running through the bulk of these projects was doing an administration with permissions. Well, perhaps not surprisingly, I decided to do my own thing. A big reason to do so was that there was generally generally a lack of interest in these repos with doing what I call a starter database. A database that features that features could build on with the purpose of building one single integrated database. The problem that I wanted to solve was avoiding building database tables for a feature that could not relate to other tables existing and in the future. In terms of the database, I was essentially building independent apps within an app instead of growing one integrated app over one, over time. So it would sure help to have all the database basics with all the administration accruements ready to go when starting a green field app. Not being happy with the administration packages available at the time, I built my own credit administration. I called it LaSalle Software at the time that I built it, I had notions of marketing my project and making it into some sort of community thing. However, I enjoyed building it, but did not have the heart to make it something bigger and out of it. So in the meantime, I created a website with some doc. And I started this podcast. I did something that in retrospect, I think was crazy to do. I rewrote the whole thing. Laravel came out with a new version. Laravel's commercial Nova package came out. And I was going to, and I was going through my code and not happy with what I did. So I rewrote it, and I spent more time than I would ever admit to rewriting the whole thing. I created a common administrative backend using Nova for multiple front-end domains. I used package development extensively. I have a starter database, and I open-sourced 
everything. Well, even though I did not push my project as something that community should use, the effort has been very good for my podcasting, for my PHP serverless project, and certainly as a learning exercise. Doing package development was one of the best things I've ever made, my best decisions. It's been a big help adding features. I have a suite of packages and private repos for podcasting videos and other things. And if I didn't start with package development, I don't know how I could have done it. My LaSalle software development is very, very active for myself. The bulk of current development, though, is not in the open source projects. It's in the private repos. The documentation on my LaSalleSoftware.ca website is out of date. I think the real reason I have not zapped them is vanity because I work really hard on them and I want to see people that I want people to see that I can write docs. But now that I'm writing this down, now that I'm thinking of it, I just went and I zapped it. I want more what changes to do with the homepage. It's been a few PHP and Laravel framework versions since I last did a LaSalle Software News podcast. Upgrading my packages and sites to Laravel framework version 9 and PHP version 8.1 was smooth, mostly. One glaring exception was the wonderful JSON Web Tokens package that I use. The author decided to do breaking changes to refactor what was being done. Selfishly, I would have preferred that he left well enough alone. Instead of me having to source code, dive and read docs just to make sure everything was working perfectly fine. Work again. Anyways, the one thing that concerned me when I integrated this package into my software was that if and when the time came to modify my integration of the JSON web package, web token package with my software, that I could actually understand what I was doing. I took extra time to lay things out in a way that was understandable just by its organization. I took a lot of time to comment things, uh, but it's not the most efficient coding. When I did this, I thought about all the PHP devs I would enrage when they saw what I did. That maybe a dev would go to my meetup and take me to task about all this inefficient coding and commenting. I have a vague recollection that a dev or two has actually come up to me and told me that they looked at my open source code, meaning no one's really looked at my open source code. But still, I wondered what what I would say when I was asked in person. And just thinking about it again, I'm adding this topic to my list of possible future Bob Bloom Show topics. The problem that I am trying to solve is being able to understand what I did months later and perhaps years later if I have to edit something when the time comes to edit something and I will invariably be under pressure whilst recalling absolutely nothing about what I did to solve this problem I want to convey my specific knowledge about this package and about integrating it into my software at the height of my knowledge so I made a conscious decision not to be elegant or inefficient or efficient with my coding in order to be very obvious about what I was doing. And I commented a lot. Well, that effort came in handy because updating my code to the breaking changes in the JWT package was a lot less painful than I thought it would be because I read my own comments and I understood my own coding. Oh boy, it was tempting to refactor my code, but I left it as is for the next time. 
I am doing almost nothing with my public repos, and it is thrilling in a way. It is thrilling that they are stable, that my handiwork has turned out to be stable. I update PHP versions. They work without minimal fuss. I update Laravel framework versions, and my software works without minimal fuss. I don't get mysterious errors on my production server when I'm using it. Uh, things are very stable. Now, I'm sure it helps that I really understand my system and its quirks, or that I'm constantly looking at the production database directly. It really, really works. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of stuff happening with my public LaSalle software repos. Right now, I am building and modifying private packages for my software for my own use, and they are very active. I am building my podcast platform with my LaSalle software. I am building my video packages with my LaSalle software. I am building bespoke features for my PHP serverless project with my LaSalle software. Actually, I've built, I've built them. My podcast platform is ongoing. All these packages reside in private repos. For the insane time and effort that I put into my base software that I open sourced uh, and ended up being very valuable, but in a way very expensive uh, learning experience. Well, I'm learning to make some sort of return on investment with these feature packages. So perhaps you can look at the effort in retrospect and say that I was doing something as a long-term investment. My number one upgrade issue with my base LaSalle software is Nova. Laravel's commercial admin package called Nova upgrading to version 4. Now, I worked very, very hard integrating Nova version 3 into my software. Nova version 3 needed a lot of love and attention. Nova version 4 is a major upgrade and no doubt it's going to take a lot of time and care to get things working. Now, I think that in a way, and I hope and I assume that Nova 4 is going to be a lot more things out of the box that works for me. So I would be looking to get rid of things. And in a funny way, that's going to be a lot of work. Right now, I really do not want to bark on this effort simply to upgrade to the latest version, which ostensibly would give me the same features that I have now. Ostensibly. The good news is that for the time being, there's no urgency to upgrade. Now, I just finished doing something I've wanted to do for a while. I've created a wizard for adding links to my PHP serverless project website. Now, I have a Nova cred form to add a new link. However, it is not convenient to have to log into my admin just to add a link and wade through a bunch of fields in the create form. It's not a happy experience. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but in real life, logging in and putting in a link is a pain. So I'll tell you one thing about a cred admin. It's very passive. Now, I was very surprised at my own frustration, at what I built myself, at what I assumed to be a straightforward thing. What could be so difficult about filling in a bunch of fields, especially that I created everything from scratch myself, so I know what they, what they are. Well, I wrote an entire package from my front end domain specifically to display links which necessitated a bunch of fields in the database to accommodate what I'm doing in the front end. Now, this resulted in a bigger than expected create form in the credit min, 
And I found that really, I need some sort of process. I need a process. I need a process to enter the link now. A process would make it easier. And a process that would pre-populate fields in the create form. Now, I vaguely remember looking at the Nova source code to see how I could interject custom processing in the insertion process. And I, you know, maybe it's easy and I missed it. Maybe it's a pain and I have correctly ascertained the situation, but I didn't, whatever, it just, whatever didn't appeal to me. Either way, I said, forget it. So I let it go. You know what happened? I didn't update my site with new links. I just wrapped up creating a new subdomain for my serverless site, devoted exclusively to adding links. It's just the wizard. The entire site is a wizard. The subdomain is a wizard. Do you remember wizards? <laughs> remember when? Anyways, I paste a link into a form. And then I submit it. The form handler then uses this incredible handy package called embed that goes to the, the link, grabs stuff, and then pre-populates. Then I have it pre-populate a bunch of my fields. And then I get another Another form, the second form, which has all these pre-populated fields and I can edit them and whatever. And then I submit that. That goes to another form handler in the subdomain. And it does whatever it does. <laughs> and then um, eventually I, I click and I have an API endpoint on my admin and it does the insertion. And there you go. Then I get another, and then I get another form on my wizard on that subdomain confirming that everything went well. Because obviously, if it didn't, <laughs> anyways. I'm reading my stuff here. CRUD create forms are really, really insufficient for my podcasting. Now, I wrote a wizard for creating a podcast episode, and I wrote multiple wizards for doing podcast post-processing, which I did within my admin, which I really don't like. I now have two main UIs for my admin, the Nova UI and the non-Nova UI. And then I have sort of the first page that it goes to is is um, to select which one you want to do. I'm kind of thinking I'm moving away from CRUD, not to do event sourcing or anything, but just because I have these processes that are needed to go into to, to, to uh, insert records. The CRUD would be, would be good for listing, but actually not always. Now, because I want to go to a specific URL in the browser, it makes sense for me to do things the old-fashioned way. To go, well, to go to Forge and create the site. Go to um, DigitalOcean's um, dashboard and create a seed name record. And basically have the subdomain physically reside on a droplet, like, in, like I do for any app. However... 
Most of the time, I want to access my U URL from my admin, not by directly typing in a URL. Most of the time with my wizards and backend processing, it makes more sense for me to deploy via serverless. That's sort of the punchline. One of the reasons is because I have a lot of them. Can I have a lot of these things, a lot of processes on their own environment um, triggered not by going to a URL, but by the admin process itself triggering it. Now, it makes sense for, for me to be relieved of setting up the server stuff, the CNAME record, the droplet, the virtual host. Of course, Forge sets up the virtual host. Doing a handful of wizards on a cloud server in the old-fashioned way, the traditional way, is fine. But having lots and lots and lots of these things, there's so much overhead to the traditional way of deploying to a traditional cloud server that's not worth it. So for my own, my own development, I'm skewing into serverless. I have finally started working on custom features I want for my interview podcast. And that, that I know that's got to be on serverless. And between you and me, I'm not sure it's Lambda. I think it's going to end up being on DigitalOcean's functions. But anyways, I'm not sure how to go about it. I still need to go through things from a PHP serverless project to learn how to do it. And then to learn how to do it, I'm going to use my own uh, podcasting features that I want to do. Thank you for listening to my eighth episode of my LaSalle Software News, Seguing into Serverless. My next podcast episode will be November 1st. You have been listening to a South LaSalle production. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of South LaSalle, Bob Bloom, nor of the organizations represented. Links and materials discussed on air are available in the show notes for this show. Information contained herein have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but are not guaranteed. Podcasts are released under copyright. Rights are reserved. Email correspondence to the attention of Bob Bloom at bob.bloom at lasallesoftware.ca.